And I see a lot of parents fall into that trap. They label their kids and they say, my kid is a blank. My kid is a piano player. My kid plays baseball. Like, so you pigeonhole them and you over-focus on it. And eventually, even if you don't think it's gonna happen, they're gonna burn out. Smart money, parenting. All right, guys, welcome back. Another episode of Smart Money Parenting. Chad and I are here today, and um, I am very proud of you, Chad. I'm Thank proud you. of you and Amber. You guys have raised five incredible kids, and one of them just graduated. Yeah, it's crazy. So, uh, tell I want to. We're gonna do an interview today. This is me right. interviewing you about how to raise a rock star. And uh, McKinley is what eighteen now? She's eighteen. Yes, just graduated. Just crushed it in basketball. She's uh, nationally ranked. Just signed. You can share this story about what happened. And I want to talk to you about how do you get a kid like McKinley? That's what we want to talk Sheesh. about today. Sheesh. Oh boy. Okay. Well, I'll tell the quick story, just starting from the kind of the finish line of the story. Her, well, her dream school to play basketball at when she was four years old was BYU, Brigham Young University in Utah. She would have been a fourth generation uh, student there. And it's, it's not easy to get in the school. It's even much harder to play sports there. There's 36, 37,000 students enrolled there. And there's only about 550 athletes. So it's like 1.2% or something. One and a half percent of the students are athletes. And she had so many ups and downs. You know, she started playing basketball when she was in seventh grade, really playing seriously. And she, you know, she started from the bottom. She didn't have a lot of these skills that some players had at that age. And she practiced and practiced and we sacrificed and we drove to these travel practices and these clinics. And like, we just really wanted to support her in this big goal of hers. And there were many, many times where she felt like giving up or quitting. She was giving up weekends or parties or exciting, fun social activities to dedicate to this goal. And it was really difficult. It was really difficult. There were times like her sophomore year in high school, so she started on varsity as a freshman in basketball. And after her freshman year, the top couple of the top other players on the team transferred or graduated. And their team was terrible her sophomore year. They were, they only won four games the whole season. They didn't make the playoffs. Everyone told her to do what everyone else would do, which is switch schools. Like go to this high school, go to this high school, switch teams. Do not stay there. Whatever you do, don't stay there because you'll never play in college. And you're never going to win anything important. You're going to have a miserable high school career and it will go nowhere. And it was hard on her because she even got ridiculed for staying at this school, which the basketball team was terrible. Wow. Junior year, she leads the team to win the Southern California CIF division championship, which was a huge deal. They were in division two, which is the second highest division in the state, which was amazing. They went to the state playoffs and fell short of making the championship game. They lost at the buzzer in the semifinals. But hey, it was the farthest this high school had ever gotten. Still getting recruited to move, but she stays with it for a fourth straight year. And senior year, she not only helps them win the conference, win the CIF regional championship. They're in the Division I now, which is the highest in the whole state, but leads them all the way to the state championship, is named Female Athlete of the Year, and is named an all-state top 40 player in the whole state. 
And keep Boom. in mind, there's about 16,000 girls basketball players in the state. So for her to go from like seventh grader in my backyard, trying to just make a free throw to one of the top 40 players in the state. And then, you know, dealing with the recruiting process, Scott, was crazy. I learned so much about college athletics where getting some, she got a bunch of great division one basketball offers. She got some academic offers and trying to make decisions on what college to go to. None of them felt right. None of them just felt like the right fit. We're making visits, good schools, great coaches, but it just didn't feel like the right fit. And then the three days before the last day of high school, her dream college BYU coaches call up and say, we want you, we want you to come play hoops with us. Wow. And it was like, it was like the most unbelievable feeling. Like the, I couldn't even go to sleep. Neither could she. It was like, how is this possible? Like we waited till the last week of high school with no decision and uh, it all worked out. And so we went up and made a visit, did an official tour, got her Jersey, did the photo shoot and signed. And it was like that, you know, we're still on a high from that. And that was just uh, three or four days ago. So, Oh man, that's awesome. There's so much you said in that about discipline and sacrifice yeah. um, for the whole family and really helping her stick to it and yeah. encouraging Resilience. her through it. Yep. That's incredible. What's cool is my younger kids, you know, she's the oldest of five, but the, the kids who saw her go in the backyard and practice, or I don't feel like practicing. I'm sick or tired, or I, I, I don't want to do this right now. My friend's having a birthday party at the beach and I got to go to this or that to, to keep my commitments. And the lessons that my other kids learned from her example I think are setting such a foundation for them to succeed and to reach for bigger goals because it just shows how much patience and persistence and discipline can eventually pay off if you stick with it. Yeah. I think that's the lesson I've learned from her. Now, how did you get the kid? Cause I want to ask this is smart money parenting. Yeah. It's not just the sports, right? Like she's also an incredible not. student. Yeah. An incredible human. She's so kind, you know, I've hung out with her. Like she's just, so well put together like emotionally and like spiritually and caring and kind and amazing friend and you know you guys did a lot of things you know early on to get them going this way like what comes to mind for you for that i just think doing a lot of things differently one thing i think we definitely nailed was setting high expectations and then giving support and resources for her to achieve them and reach for them so we never shut her down when she said, I want to try this. So she's like, she was in musicals. She sang in musicals. She took voice lessons. She wrote poetry. She's actually published. She was picked as the county high school poet of the year. And it was published in a book. Yeah, I know. And like, what? we didn't even know that she was like writing all this poetry, but she said, I love to write. She submitted a poem and then made it into this big book. And there was like an award ceremony. Um, she just got her seal of biliteracy, her national seal of biliteracy. So she's fluent in Spanish and she passed that exam. It sounds ridiculous, I know, because it's like it's a ridiculous resume. But I think the principles to take away from it are when your kids have an appetite to try something new, to not discourage them from trying something new. Because I think her basketball probably would have not been as successful if we would have shut down other things she was interested in. I think that's important is like, 
when your kids want to do something and they have an excitement to learn something is to foster it and say, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's go try that. And what can we do to help you? So mm -hmm. she played lacrosse in high school for one year. She played volleyball for a couple of years. She did other things that kept her interested. So she wasn't just this like head down. I'm only focused on this sport. And I see a lot of parents fall into that trap. They say, well, they label their kids. That's a good point right there. They label their kids and they say, my kid is a blank. My kid is a piano player. My kid is a gamer. My kid plays baseball. Like, so you pigeonhole them and you over-focus on it. And eventually, even if you don't think it's going to happen, they're going to burn out and they're not going to be self-motivated. So I think a, a way of fostering curiosity is something that is really critical in getting your kids to learn to try new things to succeed, to experience it, to be balanced. I think that's something that I'd say we, we really did well with McKinley. I think what you're, what you're explaining is, you know, capability and confidence from these new capabilities compounds. In True. A, it's exponential. So that's why you should never like kill the creativity. Let them try new things. Let them play. Let them, whether it's sports or music or art or dancing or acting, whatever, let them try and have fun doing new things. Because once you've once they've conquered one thing, they get that much more confidence to conquer something else. It, it carries into other down. areas of their life. It carries into other areas of life. You're right, Scott. I yep. agree. And I think that's true in school. That's true in sports. That's true in being bilingual. You know, yes. I, kids are kids are way more capable than we give them credit for. It's true. And so I think that's what you're showing here is, you know, you guys didn't say, no, 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 you're the basketball player of the family. Right. You get that. Right. You didn't do that. And that is, I think, what a lot of parents need to hear is like, you know, I want my kids to thrive and support them in whatever they want to drive at. And little wins create bigger wins. Right. And that starts young. You know, I think this is why I love our home economy system. You did this with McKinley, you did this with all the kids. Like you, they've been having little wins. Yeah, the whole way through, and those well, create bigger wins. And we talked about this in a different episode, but McKinley wanting to do that service trip in Africa, that missions trip, and us telling her, You've got to earn money. And she's like, How do I earn $5,000 in less than five months? Like, if I go get a job where my kids, where my friends are working at Chick fil A, like, I'm not going to make enough to be able to pay for that trip. And so we talked about, Well, how could you use your talents and your gifts? to earn money at a quicker pace. And that's when she said, you know what? I should teach basketball clinics. I should do the training that I'd never had when I was seven or eight years old. So literally she, we helped her make a digital flyer and she trained, she was doing small group camps on Saturday mornings or Monday morning holidays. And like, she was making a hundred to 150 bucks an hour having kids come and she was teaching them basketball skills and people knew her as a basketball star. So all these parents were like, well, I want my kid to go, you know, she's going to teach him all kinds of stuff. And so soon enough, she made enough money and, and went on that missions trip. And we didn't have that squabble or fight about how are you going to earn money? You know, it was another confidence builder, like, Hey, people want to come to me. I have a skill and capability that's marketable. And a smart money parent would say, Hey, let's, let's help support you. What do you need? And she said, well, I need help making this flyer look better. And I'm like, all right, I can, I can look at that and try to help you. So I think there's just been a lot of learning along the way about how to foster not just curiosity, but to help them enhance and expand their talents that can be used for good in the world. Yeah. If they're used for good, they, they're going to earn money as a byproduct. They're going to be rewarded for their skills.
if they do it right. You just you just brought her into the world of financial competence by doing right. Right. And and again, these little wins create bigger wins. That confidence that she just made five grand in five months as a teenager. Yeah. That's a huge win for her future. A huge win. And it started with your menu of economic opportunity, which now is digitized in Gravy Stack to have every family do this in an automated, easy way. That's the little wins that are required for them to take bigger risks and earn more, learn more capabilities as they grow older. It's exciting. Congrats. I'm proud of you. you. Thank Um, you. Thank you, man. I I hope our kids grow up to be uh, McKinley's. I I hope my other kids do too. McKinley (laughs) set a high bar, but everyone's going to be different. But I really think like they'll be, they could be like McKinley in their own way. And that is they've got confidence. They can have conversation confidently. They have some emotional intelligence and they have some financial capability where they're not scared and they don't feel like stuck in in a box. They believe that they can go out and create opportunities and be valuable in the world and succeed. They're not, they're not afraid to try new things. I think that's something I want my kids to all have is that they know they can try new things and that they can learn. If they put in the work, the results and the rewards will follow. And that's something that I think is most exciting. You know, one thing I can share is this is also in the book, Value Creation Kid that we just launched. Um, You don't just get confident by wishing and hoping you know, and telling your kids, you can do it all the time, which you should be, right? You you know, we should be telling our kids, you have a lot to give the world. You were born with incredible gifts and talents that the world needs, and you can create so much. You put your mind to it. And we're proud of you. We love you. You're going to do amazing things. You should be instilling those values and mindsets in your kids. But the biggest thing a kid needs to actually reach those dreams is a stack of capabilities a mile wide and a mile deep. And so what we've, what you and I are seeing is like, if our kids can get these like little wins, little capabilities that turn to medium, and then they turn to bigger ones and they turn to bigger wins and they just go and go and go, it's exponential over time. And that's what you're building. That's what I saw that since the time I've known you, I seen that with you and your kids, you're always building their, whether it's travel, school, church, sports. Even speaking, yeah, public speaking. I just thought of that, Scott, like McKinley and the other kids have had chances to speak on stage. And so then when, when McKinley did her first singing performance, and mind you, she was a rookie in singing. Like, she might be an all-star in, in basketball, but in singing, she was by far the least trained on stage. And there were way better singers than her. You know, she was very middle of the pack. But she got up there, and I know she was a little nervous, but she got on stage and did a solo. And I was so proud. I'm like, man, this is a, this is someone who could just stick to what she's good at and famous for, basically and not do stuff like this. But here she is, the oldest of these girls in this recital, and definitely not near the top or the best, but just doing an awesome job, putting herself out there on stage and singing a solo because she wanted to and she practiced for it. And I was like, man, that kind of that kind of mindset is what I want. I don't care if what sport it is or what musical instrument or what it is. I want the mindset in my kids that they say, I want to do that. And I have, I have the courage to try it and practice and develop and see if I can do it. I'm not just going to be fearful and just back down. Like I'm going to go for it. And that's to me, a mindset that is required for success. Yes. hundred percent. We can end on that. I mean, that was brilliant. Like I, you just gave a masterclass in parenting rock stars and oh, thank uh, you. 
I appreciate it. And uh, congrats again to McKinley. And uh, thank you. Now we're going to keep this show going and work on the next few. Let's do it. Let's do it. I just remember too, uh, Reagan did her first recital piano and she followed like a sixth grader that did like floor de lis or floor de lis and of course and she had this like star spangled banner like she'd been practicing and practicing and then she gets called up in front of everybody and she just nailed it and then she has this huge grin on her face and for me obviously we're so proud we're excited we gave her roses afterwards and but the thing that i love the most is that she tried something new she put her mind to it and she overcame it and she grew that capability that gives her confidence, like to do 10 other things in 10 completely different other spots of life. And that's what we want as parents is to instill that mindset. So we can leave with that, man. That's a good awesome. Way. Awesome. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. We love you all. We appreciate you. And we're all in this together as parents. You guys have questions, you know where to go. Um, smartmoneyparenting.com. You guys want to get the Gravy Stack app? It's gravystack.com slash smart. And we'll see you guys next time. Take care. Thanks, guys. Six more than money. If you want to succeed, they got to know what to do with it. They got to take the lead. Got to give them confidence. Got to make them smart. If your kids are going to thrive, now's the time to start. Smart money parenting.